Guys that are really good and, and, and they normally take this step by their third year, Skip, you've heard a lot of people say this, by their third year. As a Hemi for arm. Stepping up middle of the field. First down and more. Josh Allen weaving to the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo. Allen, end zone shot. Got a man. Caught for the touchdown. He's a real threat. Down in the red zone, wherever. Welcome to the All Day Buffalo podcast. We're back, and today is a special episode. I am your host, Eli Fox, as always, but I got three special guests today, three guests from the enemy side here to give their opinions and predictions on the Monday night football game between the Bills and the Patriots. These three fine gentlemen are my good friends uh, from Elon and beyond and now live in the Charlotte area with me. Cranny, why don't you say what's up to the people first? What's up, Built in Buffalo family? I'm uh, glad to be here, ready to get after it with uh, Eli. He's a goat. All right. Marco, let's hear it. What's up? How are we doing, Buffalo? Uh, it's an honor to be here. Uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna talk some facts about the game. No no sides to it. I'm just gonna we're gonna give our we're gonna give our thoughts. Absolutely. And Steve, what's up? Buffalo, it's good to see you. Um, happy to be here. Good to be here with the boys and uh, let's talk Pat's Bills. All right, let's get into it. So enough with the intros, get that out of the way. First, before we get into anything, before I get into any of my pods, I always like to shout out the Built in Buffalo family. Um, all of us, everyone on the Built in Buffalo podcast network is always grinding. We're dropping a podcast once a day, every single day of the week. Uh, we got content coming out every single day on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube as well. So check us out there. Uh, don't be shy. You will not be disappointed. So let's get into this. The Bills sit at three-point favorites as they'll take on the Patriots in primetime on Monday. The over-under set at 42.5 means Vegas is looking at this game and it's predicting it's going to be a pretty low-scoring and tight matchup. So how do you guys feel about a spread of three on this game in the Bills' favor? Let's ask Marco first. Uh, I think it makes sense. I mean, I think uh, when the game's in Foxborough, it'll probably be – Patriots minus three. I mean, depending what happens between now and then, but home team will get those three points. I think the spread makes sense. Um, is it is it at three or three and a half? Three now. It was three and a half yesterday. Okay, yeah. So I mean, ESPN's got it down at two and a half. 
See, two and a half now. It's moving quick. Like see, it, it, yeah. it's, been a, it's been a day and it's moved the point. Yeah, and that's all the difference there, that hook, if you can get the two and a half. But, I mean, yeah, I, I like the spread for the most part. I think it'll be in the Patriots' favor, the same thing when it's in Fox, bro. Yeah, for sure. Crane, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I mean, me and you were talking about it a little bit last night. The weather is going to play a huge factor, which I think mm-hmm. – um, like makes a huge difference when we're talking about that over under. Like I think it being, what'd you say, 42? 42 and a half. Yeah. yeah. So I mean that's pretty low. The Pats and Bills, you know, both have put up some points. I mean, not necessarily of recent for our point differential wise, they're the two like of the best teams in the league though. So yeah. they've been running right. up teams on the teams they've one been and playing. two, right? Yeah, one and two I think point so. differential, yeah. I think the Pats just passed the Bills, right? Yep. It, like it's gonna be very interesting just seeing like, you know, basically the two best defenses in the league go head to head. And a lot of points off of defense from both teams. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, I think I think it's going to be defense wins out. It's cold, windy. Going to be sure. a great game. All right, Steve, what do you think? I, I'm not in love with the spread. I think, you know, I, I am a Pats guy. Uh, Josh Allen, fantasy owner. I think he's, you know, he's got something to prove. I, you know, I'm not, am I rooting for the Bills? No. I think that Josh Allen is he, he's he's getting along, he's getting used to the season. I Mac Jones the same way. I'm not convinced with the spread. I think it could go either way. Um, three and a half seems a little bit low. I don't think it's going to be that close of a game. Not exactly sure which way it's going to go, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see on Monday night. I like that take more because I'm thinking about these this matchup in a two game series. Because I think that the second matchup is going to be like, I mean, obviously it's going to be really important to playoff seating, but it's going to be a close matchup like that. I think that one team's going to blow, not maybe blow out, but like put up a pretty decent amount of points, and the other team's going to do the same thing. I think that they tie the series. At some point, the Bills are going to win against the Pats this year, and at some point, I think the Pats are going to beat the Bills. I agree. Which is a wild thing to say. I mean, it is. at the beginning would, of this year. Just, yeah. Never like would I have thought that this would be the situation going into what is it week twelve week thirteen week thirteen thirteen yeah. yeah and if you look I mean the point differential says it all like both of our teams just blow teams out like when we win it's like a huge win usually I mean the Pats have won a few games by three I mean so is Buffalo but I mean other than those you know those are anomalies this year like usually there's a pretty large spread in the points and. I agree totally with what you're saying. Like, especially these team teams that haven't played each other yet. And I don't think either coach is going to uh, like empty the clip, so to speak. Like, I think they're going to keep some stuff in the chamber mm-hmm. and it, you know, if it gets out of hand, I don't think either of these teams are necessarily going to, you know, unload that clip to try to get back in it. I think either team would be okay with losing this game as long as they have the prospect of winning the back end game. So. Especially with Pats, Pats going into the bye after this game, yeah, like that makes total sense. We got the Colts and the Bills again after the bye, so you know if we if if they go down or whatever, and it's an ugly game, you just kind of load up going to the bye, the Colts, and then Bills coming to town. So like, it's a nice time to have a bye, right? Good, yeah, yeah, it's a really good bye. Yeah, because I didn't really like our bye week this week. When it was week is, seven? Oh, that's so. It, and that was I just think that was a little early. I think that those like double digit week. Bye weeks are the best because yeah, oh, you're yeah. getting them at the right time of the season. Yep. You're getting them when you got to take that rest, mm-hmm. and then you can heat up towards the playoffs. Um, then you can like you know start a new trajectory right, yeah. uh, when you get to that crucial point in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a definitely something working in the Pats' favor. They can basically unload everything they have and then have an extra week of rest. Yeah. 
So like that definitely works in the Pats' favor here. Um, obviously, you guys know I'm a Bills fan. The way I feel about this spread, I think that is correct because the Bills are at home. Um, I don't think that the Bills necessarily play too too well at home, so the spread kind of lies a little bit. Um, I only say that because I think I mean in this at least in this Josh Allen era, um, it looks like Josh Allen is just a better a better quarterback outside of the elements. Yeah. I'm not saying that he's a bad quarterback in the elements because I love myself from Josh Allen, but I think that just like, you know, winter football is going to be something that's not going to be too, too easy for Josh Allen at this early stage in his career. He's going to have to work through that. Um, and people are talking about getting a dome in Buffalo. Like you guys aren't plugged in on this news at all, but people want a dome really bad in Buffalo because they just signed a new, oh, wow. a new um, agreement or something on a new stadium. So it's either going to be, Half domed like uh, like Miami kind of is like and no, LA, part so of is LA half, half I think. Um, what else is half domed? It is Indy because they do open or close in Indy. Yeah, Houston, I think Houston is too. Arizona is. Yeah, uh, yeah those yeah, are yeah. like like you know Houston, Arizona. Those are you know desert states. Right. And it's different in Buffalo. Yeah. Half like if you can only close it halfway, it's just gonna. I don't, I don't know. It's what's the point? Yeah, what's the point? I think retractable is obviously the best route you can go. I think that's yeah, just the most, right. also the most expensive. Um, but that's kind of off topic. Um. But we can move right into um, direction. How do you guys feel about the direction and the performance of the Patriots thus far this season? Uh, Steve, I'll start with you. I love it. I mean, I there's, you know, I didn't have much expectations going in the air. I thought Mac Jones sliding to where he did, I thought it was an absolute steal for the Patriots. I thought he fed the system well. Um, I didn't think he was going to come along as he is this early. Um, I love to see it. It's a sustainable. I'm not sure, but I'm having fun watching it right now. Um, you know, it's, I, I don't expect us, us to be in you know, a Super Bowl contenders. If we are, I would love to see it. Mac Jones is playing out of his mind. The Patriots defense is phenomenal. Um, I love the trajectory we're at right now. It's kind of, you know, Brady era, we we expected, you know, playoffs. What can we do in the playoffs? Now it's a it's a day by day, week by week, you know, how, how, how we're performing. Um, currently, we're performing great and I'm loving it. So I, yeah, the trajectory, big fan. So Marco, what do you think? No, it's definitely a, a weird time to be a Pats fan. Like we're so used to the same group, core group of guys coming in year in, year in, year out. But you get all these free agent signings, all these new guys everywhere. Um, I think it's just – it speaks to what Bill can do, I mean, to put together a team like that uh, with all these new guys. They're clearly building something. Um, like I mean, like we said, there's a, there's another matchup. So I don't think this game is going to like – is like the end-all, be-all, like winners or like whoever loses. I don't think their season's over or whatever. Um but I, I mean, I, I love, I love the the path we're on, especially going to the bye next week. I think we got a lot of promise. Yeah, I think, I, I don't know. It's weird because, I mean, like what Stephen Marco said, like this season does feel a little bit different. But at the same time, I mean, not a whole lot has changed. It, it, yeah. it, it's very Belichickian football. Like, it's we feed off of the run. Like, and obviously the Pats with Brady in his later years, definitely loosened up the offense a little bit and let him throw. I mean, you know, obviously that happened in 07, 08 too, but like early in Brady's career, it was ground and pound and then play action, that sort of thing. It doesn't really feel that different. Um, and it's cool, but it's like, it's a gravy season. It's not like a, a there's no expectations. Like every yeah. single week the Patriots win and I'm like, that's really cool. It's not like a, 
oh, I expected that to happen, mm-hmm. which was every single week for 20 years. Yeah. And yeah. now we win and I'm actually like excited about it in the regular season, which is neat. And I know that probably sounds horrible, but like <laughs> to every Bills fan, yeah, there's no. tears falling all over <laughs> Buffalo right now. <laughs> like um, literally, I mean, there was a 13 year period where I didn't give a single like shit if we won a regular season football game. Because it was just NFC. It was AFC championship, uh, like minimum. And now it's just cool to win a regular season game against the freaking Texans. And that's the most bizarre concept to me because, you know, I've grown up for the longest time paying attention to these Bills teams that have had no future whatsoever, yeah. uh, no direction whatsoever. And every time they'd go to Foxborough or Tom Brady would come into Buffalo, we would always say, you know, this is our this is our week, this is our week. And then we'd get beat 38 to 3, whatever. Like we'd just get smacked. Um, I think it's a cool time to be either a Bills fan or a Pats fan right now, just because this rivalry exists again. Like this, this is a like this is a good AFC East rivalry now. Mm-hmm. Oh, like this is yeah. for like the next at least five to ten years. In my Easily, opinion. yeah. Like I think that Mac Jones will grow into a nice spot um, as the Patriots quarterback. I don't think that he's the next Tom Brady. I think that's a ridiculous thing to say about it's anybody. Yeah. Um, I think that he's the next good quarterback for the Patriots. So it's a sustainable thing. It's all timing. Exactly. And his play style and the way Belichick coaches, it just all fits perfectly there. So I think it's a good time to be an AFC East football fan, unless you're a Dolphins or Jets fan. I guess it's never a good time to be a fan. (laughs) But, um, Zach Wilson overall fans stand up. Yeah, Zach Wilson does. <laughs> those those dolphins are rattled off what three in a row? Yeah, they're five and seven. Now, don't, don't look now. Don't look now. <laughs> Miami's coming back. They always find a way. I was just thinking about this earlier. I was like, Miami always finds a way to just somehow weasel their way. Yeah. Kind of almost around the standings, but not to really threaten anybody yeah. that every, much. Every right. time the Patriots went down to Miami with Brady, it was a battle. Yeah, every yeah. single time Brady, for some reason, Hard Rock Stadium, Hard Rock Stadium <laughs> just had Brady in a bundle. But, and Josh yeah. Allen loves Hard Rock Stadium. Yeah. Does he? Yeah, does he dude. light it up there? <laughs> yeah, I mean, just anytime they play the, the Dolphins, I mean, I think he's nine and one against the Dolphins oh, in his God. career. And the <laughs> one loss came on a like a single drop in the end zone that would have won the game. So like, he should be ten and zero against the Dolphins, and he's been putting up ridiculous numbers. Um, but I mean, this matchup. Against the, the the Bills, I mean the, the Pats defense against this Bills offense is uh, what I'm really excited to watch because um, is a true t- is a true test for the offensive line. Um, it's a true test for our wide receivers who have mm-hmm. difficult matchups um, at DB and safety. Um, I think that Kyle Duggar is going to be out though. Yeah, he's um, out. COVID? COVID. COVID, I think. Yeah. Um, they still have JC Jackson. JC Jackson is a great cornerback. We know how badly Diggs torched JC Jackson though last year. Yes, like yes. he actually, you know, stunned yes. him He's, completely. He did. he did. Like so that we so don't that doesn't that. worry me too too much. Like I feel like Stephon Diggs is the caliber of player to beat JC Jackson. So like I can expect a good matchup there at least. Yes. Um, but I just really hope that you know the Bills can utilize the underneath passing, mm-hmm. get take what's open, take screen passes. Run the ball on the outside. Use the ball. Uh, run the ball effectively. Don't overrun the ball because when the Bills try and overrun the ball, they just start wasting clock because they're not getting anywhere. Um, put the ball in your best player's hands. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen's your best player in your team. Right. Give him the ball. So I think that's my game plan. I, a hot take. I think this has potential to be game of the year. It might not be. I think it might not be high scoring, lighting up on offense. But if you're a fan of good gritty football, I think that this this has potential to be the game of the year regular regular season wise i should say but and that and that goes into the, the under being 42 and a half i actually 
if I'm a betting man and I am a betting man, <laughs> I would take that 42 and a half point under because I think that it'll be that low. Yeah. Like, I don't think that these teams are going to be running it up on each other. Mm-hmm. If anyone's running it up on each other, it's going to be in a second game. Right. Because that's when Absolutely. both teams are going to be unloading their clips on each other. Yeah. Um, and Fighting they're for gonna... that one seed. So that's what happened last year. The first game the, the Bills played the Pats, it was a tight game. and they, they The Pats lost on a fumble inside the 10-yard yeah. line. And then the Bills went to Foxborough and, and – 38 to nine or something yeah. like that. it was i know i know game. this is a bills podcast i i but when brady came into fox bro i thought every i think everybody thought he was it was going to be just an absolute blowout you mean when brady went into, into buffalo this year no yeah. when brady when brady went oh, into oh, fox bro yeah it was you know it was oh, one the of return. the return it, yeah. it was a ugly football game it was yeah. It, yeah. it was low scoring it was it was not it has that game. feel yeah it i We'll see. But. It's it's Buffalo in December. It's going to be 31 degrees, and there's going to be 21 Windy. mile prior winds. Yeah. Like it's going to be yeah. Uh, it's going to be a gritty like kind of. I don't know if you can say old school because the NFL's not old school at all anymore. Right. But you know, yeah. as old school as yeah. it can get, I think it's going to be pretty. Absolutely, cool. I'm, I'm picturing just, just, just punts like field position battle like. That's just it's just going to be one of those games. That's that's all I'm picturing. When and I honestly, I'm excited to watch that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I want to see yeah. that. It's yeah. going to be so funny listening back to this too when the final score was like 35-28. Yeah, it was when we were completely yeah, slugfest. But I you lose know, all this money on yeah. the under. <laughs> it's, it's a coin flip. It could, like, you can't tell. Nobody knows. It's you don't know. No. And before like we jump into like really dissecting the game, I just wanted to like touch on two points, which would be one. The entire NFL sucks this year. Like, it, it, yeah. I say that in like a good way. Like, parity is so back in the NFL; it's insane because any team can beat basically any team on a week in and week out basis, unless you're the Texans. And that's why I hate, I hate the the strength of schedule talk. It annoys me because going in anywhere and winning one, two, three games in a row, no matter who you're playing, if you have Jets, Texans, like Dolphins, three games in a row. Like winning those three games is not going to be easy. That's been proven. Like they're NFL teams right. still. They're still, yeah. Yeah. Say, they're like, still professional. Yeah. But the thing is, it hasn't always been that way. Right. Like, exactly. dude, the last, exactly. like, the last like seven years prior to like maybe this year in the COVID um, like season, like there was a, there were good teams, there were mediocre teams, and there were bad teams. Mm-hmm. Now, like any team on any week can come out and play like shit, and any team yeah. on any week can come out and play unbelievable. Yeah. It really just depends. And then the second thing, which we were talking about a little bit with the Pats, with Duggar being out. I think that's huge for Buffalo in the sense that you guys obviously want the ball in Josh Allen's hand because he's your best player. But, you know, we've talked about this, like, ad, ad nauseum, like, out, out outside of the podcast. The Bills need a, a freaking run game. Like, you guys, you can't be – like, one-dimensional Badly. football only works for so long. And, like, especially in the playoffs – you know, when you when it comes down to it, when these teams really, really, really want to win, you have to be able to run the ball effectively, even if it's just three or four yards per carry, like regularly. The key word is effectively. The right. Key, it's not yeah, exactly. run the ball a lot and yeah. or run run the ball or get a lot of run yards. Mm-hmm. It's run the ball when you need to run the ball. Get pick up yardage you need to pick up. You right. don't have to, you know, be the the Minnesota Vikings and the Tennessee Titans. You don't have to play through the two hundred. Yeah, you don't need two hundred run yards per game. Play, still play through Josh Allen. I think you can utilize like RPOs and read options mm-hmm. perfectly while using Josh Allen, getting pass opportunities and right. run opportunities. And with the RPO, 
the big thing is Duggar is so good against the run. Like he's 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 very decent he have the in most pass coverage the team or something. Yeah, and he's a freak like plugging the holes. Like he he's he plays thumper. safety. He put he's a thumper yeah. and Jordan Poyer asked like how he yeah. could come up and yeah. play the line of scrimmage. Yeah, yeah. Every single time like you watch a running back get tackled like on a play in a Patriots game, Kyle Duggar is involved somewhere. Like he's always playing for the run, which is. Because, you know, when you've got him and, and McCourty back there, McCourty can just play center field, right? And, and you know, he's he can just kind of do his thing. But, like, it's it's going to be very interesting because if Buffalo can get the run game going, I think you guys could be, like, you guys could put up some points. Well, because, Tennessee proved that. I mean, who did right. Tennessee have at running back? They're, they're two practice squad yeah. players, and they ran – I mean, we got fumbles, luckily. But, I mean, like, they, they ran all over us. 201 rushing yards yeah. out of Tennessee, and we, we got somehow they, won they, 36 to 13. People can run the ball against yeah. New England. Yep. And, like, that can be, you know, the weakness that you can try to attack uh, because, like we were saying before, the DBs on, on New England are, pr- are pretty good. You know, not a defensive backfield you really want to mess with. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's move on to how do you guys feel about the direction of the Bills? Do you guys think that – have you have been surprised, um, maybe underperforming, overperforming? What do you guys think? Um, what do you, I guess, what did you guys predict for the Bills? And then how do you see them now? The way this season's gone, I don't think like underperforming and overperforming, like, is like a very broad sweeping term. Like, the way the NFL has kind of played out this year, I think, like, what are the Bills? They're seven and four. Seven and four. You know, they're they're basically they have two wins for every loss. Like that's with a good, any that's football a good, team, like, right? Record, like, yeah. you know. Exactly, <laughs> and they have some bad losses. Sure, like that Jacksonville loss was due to, but that's not something that's going to happen to them again. Like that was like a one-off loss. Like it's also happened to every good team this year, right? right. Yep. <laughs> and so, like you know, I think people who are getting on the Bills, for, I think I think people are, I think people who are getting on the Bills for underperforming, like are kind of taking a very like focused view on like how good Josh Allen was last year and yeah. like how prolific that offense was versus this year. Maybe it's been a little bit slower, but the bills are still a very good team and we now have an extra game on the schedule. So like what eight and four right now. So even with 12 games under our belt, we still have five left. Right. And the bills still have six left. So that's, I mean, there's basically a third of the season left for these teams to go out. I mean, if the bills could rattle off six straight 13 and five is a great or 13 and four is a great season. Yeah. You know what I mean? You guys are going to snag a one seed. Hey, absolutely. I think, I think that, you know, it's definitely not panic button time whatsoever. No, no. I think that there, there are some bills fans more than some bills fans that hundred percent think that it's panic button time. And I mean, I don't think that it's panic button time. I just think that there's a lot of season left. I mean, six games, we're getting to the end, but there's still time to, you know, time to make up some, some bad losses that we had. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. It's a very, it's a very knee jerk reaction. league. I think it's so many people, like everybody, I think was so, so high on the bills going into the year. I mean, everybody's so quick to, to lose their minds. Like look at the chiefs. Like everybody was counting them out. What? Like two, three weeks ago. Everyone's back now. Yeah, exactly. Now everybody, <laughs> yeah, the Chiefs are back. Yeah, it's like it's just the NFL. Everyone's so knee jerk. That's why. That's why I love the NFL. It's a you have you know six sometimes two weeks to digest games, and it, you, you get one chance a week to do it. I think the Bills are the best team in the AFC East. I will say that. Um, did they underperform in the in the first half of the season? To to some expectations, yes. Even to my expectations as as a Pats fan, I think they did underperform. But I don't think 
that the, you can't judge their season on that. I, I think they they cut. I think they're going to catch stride at the right time, and they're going to be very dangerous. And as a Pats fan, I'm I'm afraid of the Buffalo Bills. That's uh, what we like to hear. So I, I will say that. <laughs> That's all we can ask for. Do you feel the same way about the Patriots? I I don't think that I'm a I don't I wouldn't say that I'm afraid of the, the Patriots. I think that I'm 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 one intrigued and and two I'm impressed. I mean I I think that I was definitely more of a believer in Brady than I was in Belichick um, prior to the season starting. And Belichick's really I, like who am I to, to ask for more more from Bill Belichick yeah. because he's done so much already. But like he just it was just like another. I, know, I love how that off. just that wasn't a topic of conversation until you know it was never Brady or Belichick when Brady was with the Patriots. As soon as he left, it was like, was yeah. it Brady or was it Belichick? I mean, you can't. And now we're saying we're seeing it's both of them. Yeah, <laughs> you can't, yeah, you can't exactly. I mean, those are the two. Uh, uh, excuse me for my my massholism here, but I mean, they're two of the best to ever do it. I they happen to be on the same team for 20 years. He, he, it was never a topic of conversation until it, it became one when Brady left. I mean, they're both yeah. great. I, I think Brady's doing fantastic in Tampa Bay. I think Bill's doing fantastic with what he has right now. I what mean, he has. I think that's like the, the main point. Like I didn't, I didn't think too much of this team or too much of the Patriots because their roster isn't like flashier. No, they're, there's they're, not a there's not a star player. They've got the Ramondre really. Stevenson or whatever as their yes. like one of their and I think main how many carries I think he is phenomenal. I was going to talk about him phenom- later. I love that. That was my point when we talked earlier. <laughs> I thought I was like I have one point to really talk about. I think he is phenomenal. I think he needs way more touches. I I am a big fan of Stevenson. And to right. lend like credence to that point. He had like no touches the first what four or five games of the season. He was, proje- he was projected three touchdowns for the season. He yeah. has three currently, and we haven't seen him much at all. He so, had he yeah. had a crucial fumble earlier in the season, didn't he? Yeah, one Belichick. of the early games. And that's yeah. about that's just Belichick right there. You yeah. get a fumble, you're out. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, that's it. That's a, I mean, Harris and Stevenson had balls had problems uh, holding onto the ball. Early JJ season, Taylor yeah. too. All of our yeah. running backs did, and we're very lucky to have them be so bad right well if jj taylor doesn't fumble he probably takes over that rb2 spot and then we never get to see ramondre stevenson do what he did the last three weeks right because and you know everything happens for a reason exactly butterfly effect so yeah um so yeah i mean back to i guess like my feelings on the on the patriots right now you know as i said intrigued and impressed i think that their defense is great um, I mean, obviously, if you're the defense with the most interceptions in the league, you're going to be a great defense. Um, those DBs are awesome. I'm a big J.C. Jackson fan um, when we're not playing the Pats. Um, I love watching Diggs and J.C. Jackson go against each other. So I'm mm-hmm. like, that's like the one matchup I'm super excited to watch. Do you um, think he'll follow him around the field? Like, what do you think Belichick's going to scheme up like for – and what do you think McDermott's going to do in terms of – is he going to move Diggs into the slot a little bit to try to get him away from J.C.? Like, how do you think he's going to play that? I think – I don't think that they necessarily will like just completely shadow JC Jackson with Diggs. I don't mm-hmm. think that they'll just stick him on him the entire game. I think that, you know, they probably try and mix it in. I'm sure that McDermott and, and Dable, um, you know, come up with a game plan to, um, to, to get Diggs the ball and like, you know, to put him in the right position 
to, to get the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, a little bit of movement along the line, um, get him in the slot a little bit because he, he is good enough to play in the slot and outside of the uh, slot. So I'm excited to see uh, that matchup. Um, the offensive line, I just want to see the offensive line put up a nice performance against a good defense. Mm-hmm. You know, this would like, be the one to do it against because yeah. you guys have really struggled against some, you know, very mediocre defensive Lackluster lines. defensive lines. Like the, the Jags game was the worst to me at least because – the Jags' defensive line is is good. Yeah, but it's not great by any means. Um, it's not a defense that you know you're gonna call home about at all. Yeah. And, and, and Josh Allen, the defender, isn't really that great of a player at all either. Yeah. But he had a, a he heroic game. Right. He had a, a fucking heroic game. So, you know, like that was like that was right right when I realized like this is a glaring issue. Like this is something that's got to be fixed. And like we really haven't seen like a great game from the offensive line since that loss mm-hmm. like we've had seen good games against some pretty bad defenses on you know beating teams that we should beat um you know the game on thanksgiving i never got to talk about this on this podcast because like the way that it timed the, the schedule with the thursday game mm-hmm. um but like they they actually i think handled the saints defense well the saints defense is pretty good yeah very um, good and 31 to 6 i'll take that any day of the week obviously um, if you can be an nfl team like that um but I'm just excited for all the matchups. I think in this yeah. game, uh, I'm excited. Belichick versus McDermott is one that is one to watch. I don't know if you have that. Did you have that on your like list of things to talk about? No, I didn't. But that that is it's a it's a it's a, it's a new like you know coaching. Right. Battle. I think McDermott's there to stay like for 100%. a very long time. But people like, are, people were losing faith in McDermott. That's what I'm saying. Is he was a little he's been questionable a little bit this season. Like because you know we watch the games together. Like yeah. I've seen you watch these games. Like we watch. Yeah. We're, we're sitting on the couch every Sunday watching these games together and watching you watch the games when McDermott makes some decisions and like I can tell you're like what the hell is he I'm doing sometimes? because sometimes he makes some bad decisions for sure. Um, I think that's obviously all coaches, but yeah, I think that McDermott has definitely. McDermott, and I think that Brian Dable especially. I think that ROC has had a much shakier year than he did last year. He was he was he should have probably got a head coaching job. That's what I thought. I really year. thought he was. Gonna I think get he a was. Job. I thought he was going to be the Chargers you know, head coach. Yeah. Um, ended up not wanting to really take any head coaching positions and just stayed in Buffalo. Calling him McDaniel's. Exactly. Yeah. And then, Except he didn't accept the job and then <laughs> <laughs> back out last second. So like you know. I don't know if it's as much on Dable or if it's on McDermott. Um, I think that, you know, there is some, some small scheme issues, um, some small, like, personnel issues, I think. Like, I think that Isaiah McKenzie shouldn't be returning the football anymore on punts and kickoffs. He makes Has way he too been many. an issue? I think, I, I mean, he's got, like, two or three fumbles on returns. Fumbles this, or this muffs? Year. I think fumbles and muffs combined. I okay, think just gotcha. Like, lost possessions. Okay. Um, but there was one in, in the Colts game where he was literally running – straight and just fell over and then dropped the ball yeah, like yeah. Uh, it, it basically he he bounced off the ground and the ball came with him and they fumbled and colts picked it up and you know colts had it on like the three yard line i think so like i guess i don't i, I don't want to say that he's been a problem because when he has been possessing the ball he's been getting yards and and putting the bills in pretty decent field position but it's just the turnovers that like no, you, can't have that. you can't have that on on your kickoffs and punts because that's when you're supposed to start you know you're supposed that's to start new momentum start the possession brand new over again yeah um and if you're you're giving up the ball and those types of plays that's where your momentum goes straight out the window and you yeah. can lose a game on those types of plays 
So that's all I got to really say about that. It's, it's such a key to victory in, in the NFL. Teams. Yeah, like those those turnovers. Underrated, like, too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, winning, winning the turn – like if you win the turnover battle and you're not committing penalties, like you're – that's that's a great path to win the game. Like if you're, you're if you're losing the turnover battle, you you see these teams losing games where they should win. They got like ten penalties for like 150 yards. Like it's just the penalties, it's just bad true. football. And the refs have been off. The, the, yeah, let's let's oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, let's let nice. the refs. Can we, like, <laughs> yo, fuck the strike. Can, can we talk about that? just for a second? We absolutely can. I let's think. let's clarify this real quick. We all respect the shield. 100 percent respect, respect the shield. The shield. You have to, but yeah. I mean, come the stripes, on. you don't have to. No, come on. And it's, I think it's getting out of hand. Like the the taunting penalties are the ones that piss me off the most. It's insane. So but also the bad penalties on like QB hits and you know the misses yeah. on stuff, some stuff. We were watching the game last night. That um, when the Saints got that uh possession, you know, pretty important. They were down ten with like six minutes left. Taysom Hill completed like a fifteen yard pass, like his best throw of the night, and they called a. Uh, what was it? A crackback block against that yeah, dude? The fifteen yard penalty. The fifteen yeah. yard, and it was just a block. And like that was a complete okay. game changer. If the Saints drive and score there, it's a it's a field goal game with four minutes to go, and they have three timeouts. Like, and they've been pulling that shit all year. The the zebras have, and it's been ridiculous to kind of watch uh, across all. Like I, I know this is an NFL, but it, it, all sports this year, NBA, everything. The the refs have just been brutal. I I, I don't know. I have really no further comment on it other than it, it's it, it's ruining <laughs> my, my I'm not a I'll say it right now I'm not a massive football watcher I'm a red zone guy but uh, you know those, those just it, it kills the viewing experience as as a non you know really big NFL guy it, as a it, casual ter- fan as a casual yeah. fan it, it, it it's yeah. terrible it and, slows the game down too yeah. You know, it, it's obviously brutal for the for the hometown teams watching it when it's happening in their team, but just as a casual viewer as well, it's really it, it's it's terrible. Yeah, and anytime there's like a you'll see like a, a big play, somebody rips off a sixty yard run. You're, the first thought is, "Where's the flag? Any flags? Where's Any the flags? Flag? Yeah. Where's we're the long exactly. flags? Yeah. We're looking like, for the laundry exactly. before we even celebrate. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can't anymore. even celebrate. Like, we can't even have no. fun anymore. We gotta look for the laundry. Yeah. It's, it's like. I, I hate like the speed of you were saying it in all sports, you know, like the speed of basketball has yeah. also changed because of the refing. Yeah, you know, primetime football on Monday. I'm sure the refs have something up their sleeve. I'm sure. I, I hope to God it's it's not the case, but you know, I'm you, sure they. You, you got the, re- you got the refs primetime on Monday. Yeah, I mean, dude, I don't know though. Like usually the the Monday night games have been unbelievable this year. Like first and foremost, primetime games that are not Thursday night football. Because we were talking about that last night. Thursday yeah. night football is ass. Every like, year, year in and year out, it's, it's bad. so it's bad. Terrible. Um, they got to get rid of Thursday night football. But Monday night football Saturday. and Sunday night football have been incredible in terms of just, like, the quality of game that they're putting out there. Um, yeah. You know, the flags really – it is so frustrating when you see – because that's what brings fans in, right, is fun plays. And you have a really sick, like, 35-yard run where he breaks it outside and then there's a holding penalty – on the other side of the field that doesn't matter at all where the dudes are just getting chippy with each other. And it's like, seriously, you're going to, you're going to bring back a play that probably just won six new fans over. Yeah. And then that play, it's like that play never happened. And now it's first and 20. Yeah. And then they're going to run the ball again. They're going to yeah. get four yards and then it's just, it kills Three everything. Out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have had, yeah, basically enough with the rest, but um, let's move into like one of our second to last things we're going to talk about. Um, I guess what are your keys to victory for the Patriots? Um, I guess we can start with Marco. Um, I honestly think for 
I'll I'll say the first time this season. I mean, we've we've played some good teams, but I think this is the first game where Mac Jones is really gonna have to like. I mean, he, he's test. yeah, he's proven that he's able to do the bare minimum to win a game. You know, the defense is gonna be what it's gonna be. Like we know we know what the defense is. We know like we got the run game, our offensive line. We had Trent Brown back. Like we're running over teams, but the bare minimum isn't gonna win this game from from Mac Jones. Like he's gonna need to. And this is gonna be a real test for him. He's got he's gonna have to keep up with Josh Allen. Like that, we're gonna see. We're gonna see if he can keep up with him. And that, I think that's what it's gonna come down to. Mac Jones. Mac well. Jones. Yeah, he's gonna have to. He's gonna have to go above and beyond to to win this game. Okay. I I completely agree. Um, it, it was frustrating to watch the past the first half of the season where you know was Mac Jones that guy? I mean, he's still you know he hasn't proven himself too too much yet. But and McDaniel's didn't have much faith in him. I think McDaniel's is giving him, you know, more leeway in the offense and allowing him to throw the ball, which we want. I, I, I want the, the kids. How old is he? 22? 22. 23. I mean, it's yeah. a 23 year old kid. You know, he, he, we, we've seen him in college. Two Dewey's um, under his belt. Yeah. I was talking about that. And the, the, the kid is, is, is phenomenal. I, 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 I couldn't have asked for a better quarterback to, you know, Go go on with this Patriots team, but so you're 100 percent happy with this is way off topic, but you're 100 percent happy with the draft pick, right? Absolutely, uh, all you guys are 100. percent I'd say it's arguably right? arguably Belichick's best draft ever. I I completely agree. I, I don't think there's a quarterback in the draft that I would rather have than no Mac Jones Mac is Jones far and away the best with, without a doubt, draft. and that's what we needed. Um, McDaniel's, you know, the the whole team is gaining more trust in them. Um, I completely agree. I think Mac Jones is the factor, but I would also, you know, like we talked about earlier, Stevenson, I would love to see him get more touches in this game and see what he's all about. We haven't really seen it too much. Um, I think the Patriots defense, you know, we've seen it all year. They are what they are, but yeah, I want to see, I want to let McDaniels let Mac Jones throw the ball again. I just want to see what happens. So on the, on the drop point, um, before I get into the, keys to victory i think i wanted personally justin fields i wanted the pass to trade up three spots and grab fields i didn't want them to get justin fields i was happy because they took yeah. right right and you know i think i think mac jones just i mean obviously this is like hindsight 2020 mac jones clearly fits our system better than basically anybody else you could have picked he's literally like if you watch him and brady just like the way they go through progressions and like how quickly it is from snap to throw like mac jones has that offense timed out like a mofo like that dude is so dialed in which is insane he's an accurate from, pocket pocket passer like, right he's comfortable he's, he's com- comfortable accurate pocket that's passer. all that that's and he's half the battle he's quick and he's smart he takes if people you watch him and it's frustrating because he takes a bunch of sacks where you're like you easily could have spun out of that and like yes but the reason he doesn't do that which is what Tom did a lot, especially early in his career when he wasn't like, didn't have necessarily the pocket awareness that he does, you know, at 40, 45 is he would just go down. He would feel something coming from his blind side and he would, and, and it's ball, frustrating. It's ball security. Thing, yeah. Right? It's, next, exactly. it's next play mentality. That's what the Patriots are all about. It's, it's a, you, you get the five yard sack. It's next play mentality. Right. We, we yeah. can, we can get those five yards back instead of, you know, forcing a turnover. Um, That's just good coaching. Yeah. It's good. yeah so to close that thought out, it's very clear that Mac Jones has completely bought in on what Bill Belichick is telling him because Mac Jones at Alabama versus Mac Jones in New England are two completely different players. He loved to air it out. I mean, this dude threw for, a ton of fucking yards at Alabama. I think he was the passing leader when he left, right? 
like the all-time passing leader in I'm Alabama. Not too sure, but he, he was. was. No, yeah, he he broke records. Yeah. And and maybe the all-time touchdown leader, but like yeah. he aired it out at Alabama, and now it's much more conservative. But you know, like Steve said, McDaniel's been given a more leash, so it's it's cool to see. I think Fields to touch on this before we get to the game is Fields is still good. I don't. I, I think Matt Nagy is a serious problem. We need to get him out of the league. He give up on re- Nagy before you give up on Fields. Yeah. I, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, Matt Nagy should be removed from the league. He doesn't respect the shield no, at he, all. He needs to be gone. Um, but keys to victory for the Pats. One, obviously, is stopping the run. And I say that, obviously, it kind of sounds silly, right? But Josh Allen's going to go out there and do what Josh Allen does. Mm-hmm. He is a, a top three quarterback in the league, and he's probably not three. It's Mahomes Allen, if I had, if I had to say. Yeah. And... Um, you know, he's going to give you 300 and probably two or three tutties, like minimum. And so there's really not a whole, like, I mean, it's going to be windy and it's going to be cold, but he's still going to be able to do that. And then he also has the ability to move with his legs and you can put a QB spy on him all you want, but that dude is big and he's fast. And (laughs) it, you know, we have Dante Hightower in the middle and we have, but like, you know, we're going to give up some chunk plays and it's a bend don't break, break thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but really for me, it's the bills run game. I am a lifelong Devin Singletary stan. <laughs> I believe that he is very he's he's a north to south runner and we're south north north south runner. We love that. You guys can appreciate that as former Shady McCoy owners in Buffalo like very east to west and it was yeah. frustrating to watch especially with a bad O-line. Devin Singletary, I was looking at his stats before this. You know, he's a four, I think he's 4.3 or maybe it was either 4.3 or 4.6 yards per carry like the problem is is you guys it, with the offensive line being the way it is, you just really can't um, – you can't uh, give it to him consistently. You really need him to just break open one or two to allow Josh Allen to get into that pass – or the play action to open open up the middle of the field, that sort of thing. Um, but keys to victory for the Pats is stopping the run. Mm-hmm. Uh, key to victory for Buffalo I don't think has anything to do with um, the Patriots offense, like at all. The Patriots offense is a non-factor in this game in terms of Buffalo's game plan. It has to be – Buffalo has to establish a run with Duggar out, and then on the back end, you have to win the turnover battle. If the Patriots beat you in the turnover battle, you're going to have a really hard time beating the Patriots. It's just that's, that's just how That's how they win. Yeah. Just really win like that. Our defense, defense gives us – Our defense wins us, gives us just as many points as our offense does, as, you know, in the blowouts and in the close games. It's positioning – you know, if you let – if you give Mac Jones – four short fields, he's going to get probably one to two touchdowns out of it. With Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris in the backfield, that's what's going to happen. So I agree. That, that's, been a, that's been a common criticism. About, everyone's criticizing Mac Jones because it's like, the de- like look at these starting field positions here and here because that, that's what happens. The defense defense sets him up, get him, in, get him in good field position. He's capable of doing what he needs to do to get the ball down the field. Yeah, no, 100%. I was just thinking when Cranny was talking about um, Mac Jones, I was just thinking – I don't know why the Browns came up in my mind, but I think that Baker Mayfield should be like Mac Jones. Like if Baker Mayfield could run the offense in Cleveland, like Mac Jones can run the offense in, in uh, New England, I think that the Browns would be much better off. You know, yeah. like Mac Jones can play that game manager, mm-hmm. whatever. Like he, Baker, he doesn't, Baker's he doesn't have to win you games. It's bigger than space. Cadet. We're not even going to get into Baker. I don't even want to talk about Baker. I'm tired <laughs> no, of him. No. He can keep acting in commercials. Like I'm so tired of Baker. Yeah. But I think that, you know, like whatever the Browns, they need a game manager. New England has a game manager and they have a quarterback that isn't going to go crazy, drop 450 yards and four touchdowns, you know, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, let's um, talk about uh, the the touchdowns. You know, Mac Jones is uh, compared to Josh Allen through his his career. Mac Jones is. You know, more touchdowns, better yards. Through his career, Mac Jones has like, more touchdowns? Like Josh Allen up until this point in his, oh, career, in his career compared okay, to Mac like Jones. Okay, like Mac Jones is off to a better start. Correct. Okay. So, you but know. To play, to play devil's advocate for the, for the Bills on the Bills side. Always. The, this, this, the the situation that Mac was brought into is like. Much better than uh, Josh. Yeah, Pro- no, maybe maybe the most though. ideal situation a quarterback could possibly be 100%. ever brought into like in the history bad. of the league. So, like. And that's it's, without having star wide receivers. Yeah, that's like, exactly. Yeah, the Bills though. The Bills when when Josh Allen came in, the Bills never had a bad defense. And I don't know if it was a home field advantage thing or like I don't know. Whenever we went into Buffalo, like anybody goes into Buffalo, that Buffalo defense is just gnarly. And I don't know what it is. It's the the field, the winds. Like there's just a, it's a thing about it's the, a hard the, place the, to play. The fans are actually like a true competitive advantage in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like Buffalo, they're yeah. they're loud and they're crazy and it's cold i mean and that's it's windy and it's just that's like, another reason why the, this these two games are so massive it's like home field, home field advantage, advantage. Yeah, that, yeah. And if it, i think it's gonna happen in the playoffs at some point i don't see anybody else from the afc east you know competing for i the game I, will I, be played in foxborough or buffalo yeah the right. so that's what we're saying and like like I, someone's gonna win on home field i think that's that is gonna matter big time when it boils Hopefully. down to and it. it's not gonna be home field like first seed home field but like you know you're gonna have your home yes. game in, yeah, right, in the playoffs yeah. and that's a really important yeah um, it is it, first seed is a potential though i mean the patriots i think are the number they're, they're the number two seed in the AFC or the number one seed in the afc right now i think the tie with the tie with the ravens we have the same record as the ravens or no the ravens oh. have one less loss than us they're eight and three we're eight and four right we got a buy coming up so that makes sense but like yeah. There's a very good chance the Patriots and the Bills are the two best teams coming out of the AFC. So one be. of them is going to get a wild card slot, which is wild to think about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yep. just the the weird state of the AFC right now. Yep. You know, like all these AFC teams are just kind of crumbling at different points in the season. We're just going to see who gets hot mm-hmm. at the end of the season. And that's going to be matters. who takes there's, it off. There's a it's lot just of one of those years where it's you know there's there yeah there's a lot there's of football lot to be played football, and we we have to play all of that football. To know exactly who's going to actually be a front runner because you can ask 50 people and you're going to get so many different answers. Yeah. Uh, if you ask 50 people who is the best t- team in the AFC right now, it'd be pretty split. You'd, you'd probably yeah. be pretty it'd split. Be everywhere. Yeah. It'd, be pretty it'd be split. everywhere. And I, that's why I love the way they do the schedule with the conference games at the um or the divisional games at the end of the season. Like it's it's great. I mean, we played Buffalo twice in the final what five it's games. It's a treat. And then Miami yeah. won. As like, football fans, we should be excited about yeah. this. Like, and, and like even as Bills fans, like I know that like a lot of Bills fans, yeah, they're nervous about this game. And I'm a little bit nervous about this game. I think everybody's nervous. Everybody's yeah. nervous about this yeah. game. Definitely. Also, we gotta just like sit in our chairs and just like I feel like we gotta enjoy this one. I think this is gonna be a good football game to watch. Yeah, we got two of these mofos coming up. Like week. Two weeks of break and then another one. Like, yeah, it's and you guys get to play the Colts. Like, that's gonna on be a Saturday, fun, fun matchup for Patriots fans to on watch. Saturday night, that's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah. So, um, let me get into my keys of, to victory. I think that it's extremely important that the offense gets rolling early. Um, like Cranny was saying, getting that effective run game going, um, getting that going early, get Josh Allen going early. Um, that always seems to work best for the Bills in the, and in the Bills' favor. Um, in any of their games. If they can start hot, they can usually keep somewhat of a flame throughout the rest of the game. Um, then to Steve's point, Ramondre Stevenson, we need to come up with a game plan where Ramondre Stevenson isn't going to be the person that's going to kill us. 
We need to make Mac Jones the guy that's got to kill us. I think that, you know, if we, we let Damien Harris and Ramondre Stevenson run all over us, then it begins a game. It, it starts a game of like catch up for the Bills because I can see how it could, how the Bills can get behind the Pats with a couple quick uh, rushing touchdowns and then the clock's ticking. And then the Bills this season have had this weird thing where they get down 14 or 21 points and it just seems like it's, it's over. It's over. So it'll be the Colts all over again. And it'll be yeah. the Colts all over again. So like if the bill, like the bills need to, to, to be the team to land the first punch, get up seven, nothing, get up even three, nothing. I think that's a big thing for this game. I think that's a big thing for momentum because this game isn't going to be high scoring at all. You're going to want the momentum in key spots where you can get them. Um, other keys um, get Get Stephon Diggs open. Get Stephon Diggs the ball. Get Cole Beasley the ball. Get your best players the ball. Um, because sometimes it feels like the Bills' game plan um, it gets away from the best players on the field. And if you've got a guy like Stephon Diggs with such with with as good of chemistry as Diggs and Allen have, you got to be getting Diggs the ball as much as you possibly can. Um, but last thing we'll get into, we're going to have a prediction for everybody. Score prediction. What do you guys think? The score prediction for the game is going to be Steve. You started up. Oh, I really wish I didn't go first. All right, we're gonna have to no, start. No, no, I'm gonna. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do it. Um, what was the over under? Forty two and a half, and the spread is minus two and a half now. Oh man. Um, playing in Buffalo. I, playing in Buffalo. Windy. 31 degrees, 20, 20 mile an hour winds. Honestly, I, I think it's going to be 42-28 Buffalo. 42-28 Buffalo. I think, so yeah, I, I, as much as I defended the, the defensive battle earlier, I just – A I, change of heart? I, it's a change of heart. I don't, I don't see – I, I don't see Buffalo getting shut out like that. I I, I think they're going to perform. Josh Allen has a lot to prove this. He season. plays well in prime time too. Plays we well to, in we prime time. That. He's you know, he, I think he's pissed off for greatness after that. His poor. Yeah, I I don't know how you guys feel. I think it was a poor performance out of him at the beginning of the season. I think he's got a lot left to prove. I think he's going to prove in prime time on Monday. Um, Patriots defense, they're very solid. I don't know. If we're ready for that offensively, I don't know if we're ready to to compete with a guy like that. Um, I think it's gonna be a little bit high scoring, forty two twenty eight. All right, I like it. Um, I think one thing that we didn't touch on is Tredavious or what is it? Tredavious White. Tredavious White being out is a huge thing. He's gone for the season, right? Torn ACL. Um, I think that's a huge. That that hurts the Bills like a lot, and. Um, because they're deep, the Bills defense, you know, is, is, is really good. Um, but a good defense is built on good corners and good linebackers. The defensive line, you know, you, you can get, um, like a coverage, coverage sacks are huge. And so, you know, a defensive line can be serviceable and look really good when you have good corners and good, good inside linebackers. Um, with that being said, I think Pat's, uh, Pat's Bills goes, um, 20, uh, 28, 25 Over. hats. Over. Yes. I'm, I'm of the, in I'm of the mindset that it's like, so Javius White's out and these teams are both defensive minded teams, right? They're not going to. And when I said empty the clip earlier, a lot of people think offense and they think crazy playbooks, crazy schemes. 
it's flea flicker. Flea flicker. Flea flicker. You got to say flea flicker. If uh, been a ton of those this year, a lot yeah. of flea flickers. Flea flicker. The, the flea flicker's back. The flea flicker is so back. I I, I, told, I was talking to my dad about. it. I was like, how is this play just? It's never died. It's no. been. It's it's, <laughs> it's the immortal play. It, it happens, and every defense is shook. I yeah. I think there will be at least one flea flicker. So over over point five <laughs> flea flickers in this game, if you can bet that. Yes. But yes. But, take it to the house. But to, you know, reel, reeling it back toward, to the game, um, with that being said, um, I think with the Patriots and the Bills, emptying the clip is defense. Bill Belichick loves scheming up weird fucking shit on defense to confuse quarterbacks, and he'll try to do that against Josh Allen, but I don't think he'll try to do that this game. He might try to do it the last game that we played against you guys, if there are divisional, like if there's playoff implications, if there's seating implications there, but if not, he's going to hold that for the playoffs. This game is not going to be as defensive as I think people think it's going to be. And the Monday night games have been pretty high scoring this year. The, they, it's just, it seems like, I don't know if it's a league thing, like they want offense, you know, it's prime time, but like that's, it's, it's the way it goes 28, 25. So, you know, 53 total points. I got to say Pats because I'm a Pats fan, you know, this, like we were talking about, this game's a coin flip. Like it's going to be a momentum-based game. It's going to be field position, that sort of thing. But I'm I'm on the Pats, 28-25. I'm thinking uh, I'm going kind of the opposite way. I'm thinking like 16-13 Bills. I'm thinking that spread's going to push. It's going to disappoint a lot of people. The under is going to hit. I'm thinking over on the field goals. I think it's going to be it. Your gonna field be, goal gonna kicker. Be, Who's your kicker? Bass. Jake Thomas. Bass. It's Bass. Bass. One of the yeah. one of the like most elite kicker, kickers in the league. He's got that, so he's no one talks good. about this guy. So he's, he's got that. Good. He's been great. He's okay. got that one. That one. He's eye got the one. He's eye swaggy. Eye. So yeah. swaggy. Yeah. Yeah. Is he drippy? Yeah. Oh yeah. He's the drippiest. Does he have a leg or is he consistent? Because Nick Polk, he's got a leg and he's consistent. Okay. Because Nick Polk is low key a liability because he is consistent, but outside of fifty, it's a fucking disaster scene watching him try to kick it. No, this dude's accurate. Okay, so, so he had two missed field goals against the Colts, and that was a tough game weather-wise, I think. Like, um, but before the Colts game, I think he was twenty-one of twenty-two or something like uh, on field goals, and then had didn't miss an extra point all season. So, like, he was extremely efficient. He had one bad game, but since then, that's that something we really didn't touch on. But like, you know, I think yeah. kickers play a huge part in this game. If it is like that game that Marco described. Um, you know, if it is 16-13, it's going to be a lot of field goals. That's going to play a huge part. Yeah, absolutely. So let me get into my prediction. Um, I'm thinking it's going to be it's going to be low scoring. I think that the under is most likely going to hit. Um, I think I'm thinking this game is going to be like 21 to 18, and I think that the Bills win this game. I think that they score three touchdowns. I don't think that the field goal kicker is even necessary. Um, I think that the Bills get a couple scores early. The game kind of dies down a little bit, um, turns into a defensive battle, and then there's a couple more scores near the end of the game. Um, and it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a fun game to watch, um, and I'm excited for this game to happen. Um, so that's all I got for you guys today. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, this was my guy, Steve. This was Cranny. Marco has left the room um, as of now, but it was an awesome uh, time to be able to talk to these guys. Um get into the studio and talk some uh, Bill's Pats. It was just, good. just chopping it up. Thank you for having us, Buffalo. We thank, love you. Thank you, Bill's Mafia. Go Pats. Go Pats, baby. We, we don't say go Pats. We always end this podcast with go Bills. So go Bills. I'll see y'all later. Let's go. The information in here is worth millions. This has been All Day Buffalo with your host, Eli Fox. Every Saturday, only on the Bills in Buffalo Podcast Network.
chased and throwing. Oh. And it is caught. <laughs> That's Stefan Diggs. The sliding grab for the touchdown.